0: listening to Brave Girls Club. I'm Lindsay.
1: I'm Kelly. And I'm Krista. And, and
0: this is a podcast. podcast. That was a great harmony, girls. Thanks.
2: Yeah, I've been doing my vocal exercises.
0: Oh, how does that go?
2: Uh, Well, really, they're more breathing exercises. I have really bad asthma.
0: Aw, Kelly! <laughs> and on the last
2: episode, when I was telling my story, my voice kept going in and out. So...
0: I didn't even notice. I thought you sounded like an angel.
2: There are like some words that you can't even hear. I listened to part of it. I was like, "Oh, this is so bad." And like when I was saying, like when I was doing it, I was like, "Man, I can't even hear myself talk right now." Do you feel better now? I feel better now. But yeah, we're in a different room. Oh yeah, Yeah. I forgot. We got a new little
0: setup. We're
2: in the studio. Yeah, we have a studio studio now. (laughs) It's pretty chilly in the studio right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a bike here
0: <laughs> and a treadmill. Is there a treadmill?
2: Yeah, it's Dang. over there. Fold it up. We
0: should get three treadmills in here and all <laughs> walk
2: it slash jog while doing the podcast. Man, uh, you would never hear my voice again.
0: <laughs> just hard, heavy breathing the my whole
2: time. Regular size, Rudy gasping. <laughs> Fun
1: hurts my lungs. <laughs> Boogie! I might actually be able to do that because I've been, like, working out, like, the past two weeks, mm-hmm. so. I would not be able to do that. Yeah. I'd be like, stop,
0: stop, please.
1: <laughs> I, ju- I think I just feel like I'm getting more of a workout because I watch Riverdale while, I- while I'm on the um, treadmill. So it's so like it just feels- a
2: physical and an emotional workout?
1: Yeah, it just feels more, I like, more is going on. Um...
2: Any news this week? Yeah. Erin sent this one. I'm looking for it right now, but she sent this article that was like, oh, here it is. Hi, Erin. Hi, Erin. Case of French friends who died mysteriously during dinner is solved. Did you guys read this? No. It's Mm -hmm. so stupid. Sorry, (laughs) Erin. So (laughs) there is... So in France, everybody eats outside on a veranda and drinks a lot of wine. And I don't know, that's how I picture France. And that's what happened in this story. These two men, I think they're like age 40 and 60 or something. They were eating dinner out on a balcony and they had a bunch of food and they had a bunch of wine. And then the next morning, the people from like across the way saw them like, passed out on the balcony, and they were like, man, those dudes had some wine, Mm -hmm. and then they got home from work, and those dudes were still there, and they were like, okay, those guys are dead, Uh so (laughs) they, they called the police, and it was, like, super weird, like, they tested the wine for, like, poisons, and they tested the food for botulism, and what it turned out to be was the older man didn't have a lot of teeth, so... He actually choked on his food from not chewing it well enough. And also, mm-hmm. he was drunk, so. Mm-hmm. And so he choked to death, and the other friend uh, saw his friend die and had a heart attack and died.
1: Oh my gosh! That's wild. That sounds fake. That, that sounds like
2: an episode of Matlock or some shit.
1: Oh my gosh! That's so sad. They were just trying to have fun. <laughs> That's like a good sounds fake but okay story. I'd yeah. be the
0: person having the heart attack.
1: <laughs> attack yeah. yourself. I'm the yeah. wine.
0: <laughs> I'm the person if I saw my friend die, I'd probably be like <gasps> having a heart attack and die also as well.
2: They were like eating some like French rustic sounding meal too. It was like just beans and bread and like lamb
0: meat or something. They choked on a bean.
2: That would be funny. I think they choked on the meat.
0: but They choked on refried beans.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they were having a fiesta.
0: (laughs) In France.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. But, yeah, so that one is hilarious. But then a lot of other people died in horrible ways. Uh, A 12-year-old girl was shot in our town where we live, and she died. Mm -hmm.
1: Wait, what? Yeah, her name was Makia. What's her last name?
2: Uh, That happened here? mm -hmm. In
1: Victorville, yeah what it was like it's a in a the chat you the
2: sent shooting. it girl you sent this <laughs> i don't remember what? how long I'm ago <laughs> i hate myself
0: <laughs> How long <laughs> the 10th i swear like i absorb and then i just let it out like it just i don't remember <laughs> anything ever what is wrong with me oh Whoa. that's funny wait uh. when was it
2: the 10th so it was a couple a long weeks time ago. ago come on
0: that was a long time ago
2: uh, there might be a break in I the remember, Natalie hallway. When you
0: Holloway. showed me the photo, I remember yeah. now. Okay. Uh,
2: knife massages. Who sent that? Chris has sent that.
1: Yeah, it was that, me. That sounds kind of cool. I uh, said, I think I said nope or something like that. Alicia sent this
2: horrible article. <laughs> Thanks, Alicia. Jealous mom murders 17-month-old son, then texts pictures of his dead body to his father. Yeah, I saw that one. I did not read that article because it's on a weird website. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Blogtrendbuzz.info. But just the title was enough, I think.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So we're recording on Tuesday the 22nd right now. So yesterday, a brand-new mother was crushed to death in a freak elevator accident minutes after giving birth. I'm sure you all heard about this one. Mm Mm-hmm everybody's nightmare of the elevator moving when mm-hmm. you're half in half out mm-hmm. she was on like a stretcher and they were trying to wow. move her between floors <laughs> wow <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> wow that sucks did any of you guys see the new spider-man
2: <laughs> does that happen in spider-man there's like
0: a spooky elevator
1: oh, like, i haven't seen i want to though i want to see it it was okay i kind of want to see it it was fun it was fine it was whatever yeah and
2: then uh anyway sorry god i'm so disrespectful jeez no no
0: <laughs> that yeah that's awful that's really sad it's that's like incredible. my worst nightmare yeah sad. that's my worst
2: nightmare she got final destination at yeah, least the baby got real. out for like of her <gasps> body first yeah, yeah evacuate dang so there's that and then aaron sent an article about how jonathan schmitz got out of prison recently. He is, you might have heard about this case. Uh, There was an episode of Jenny Jones a long time ago, back when Jenny Jones was a thing in the 90s. Don't know what that is. It's like Ricky Lake or Montel, one of those shows. Mm -hmm. And they did this thing where they did like an episode, like same-sex crushes or something. And so they got these two friends to come out, and one of them had a gay crush on the other one. And then he, like, confessed his gay crush, and it was, like, this big shock. Can this episode be called Gay Crush? (laughs) Gay Crush, man. And the... I don't
0: know why you saying gay crush is just so funny to me. It sounds funny. Because I was looking at... I was, like, side-eyeing Krista, and she was giggling, (laughs) like, every time you said gay crush. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) it's actually really sad because... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Whoops. Sorry for laughing. Because the crush e was like so perturbed by this that like three days after the show was filmed he went out and bought a gun and just showed up to the gay dudes to his gay friend's house and just shot him to death in his doorway i remember that actually yeah uh the episode was never aired but you can see it on youtube now Mm -hmm. and (sighs) is it uncomfortable it's uncomfortable yeah yeah like, wow. he doesn't seem that mad, but clearly he was. And now he's out of jail after wait. only 22 years. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. So both guys are gay? No, one of them is straight. And the other one has, like, a gay crush on him? On mm-hmm. the straight guy. On the straight guy. And, and that's the st- what the show is about. Yeah. Like, oh, a gay guy has a crush on me? Yeah. Okay, and he was so mad about it that he went and killed him?
2: Yeah. Well, he, like, didn't know about it until the show and then the guy like confessed like oh i know we're just friends but i've had a crush on you and then they like even pushed him to like talk about his that's sexual so... fantasies and stuff and just just to make him like super uncomfortable and
0: that's fucked up that's fucked up oh my yeah. god that's fucked up i it's, never heard about it it has layers or maybe i of did and i just fucking forgot about it terribleness to, to
2: it Oh my god. Whoops.
0: Homophobia oh, is so scary and weird.
2: Yeah. Like, just stop. Like, just don't. You don't have to hurt anyone. Yeah, like, just because they like you. I know. Or because they don't like you. Calm down. I know. God. Jeez. Oh. Psh, 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 It's
0: not that hard. What are you guys Look been away. Up to away
2: <laughs> to? School. Oh yeah, Chris has started school again. I'm at school Woo-hoo. again. Chris has started school. Lindsay moved away. We're never gonna see
0: each other again.
1: No,
0: I'm almost done. <laughs> once I get a job, maybe I got a job interview on Friday. Tight. But yeah, once I get a job, like I told them, open availability just to like get it. But then once I mm-hmm. get it, I'm gonna be like oh, later. <laughs> <laughs> I need all my weekends off. <laughs> Uh. But then once they once I show them the podcast and they listen to it and become a fan, they're gonna be like, Oh, okay.
2: And then they're gonna hear this right now. (laughs) No.
0: No. Mm. Anyway. I'm very excited and I hope that I get the job. With my professional ass outfit I bought, I better freaking get the job.
2: Cool. I'm gonna be looking cute. Lindsay bought some goddamn slacks.
0: I did? Did you really? I did, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I know. I like I don't even I'm going to I'll say I'll probably take a million selfies that day because I I tried everything on like together and I was like I don't look like myself. It's so weird. Did you feel beautiful. powerful
1: though? Yes. Mm,
0: that's mm. what's important.
2: Yes. You should wear like a ton of sh- shoulder pads. Like Five on each arm. Five on each arm? Yeah. Speaking
0: of shoulder pads, can we talk about movies really quick? Yes. I just talked about Spider-Man. I've seen a lot of movies recently. Um, I saw Atomic Blonde. I don't know if I said that in the last one. I don't think I did. Didn't like it very much. I thought it was kind of lame. That it sucks. was a little boring, but which sucks. But I really want to do a parody <laughs> because the whole movie she's just <laughs> i love to like do it she just is walking from one place to another the whole movie it's a million shots of her in big long coats and sunglasses with like the with like the um collar mm-hmm. up just just like <laughs> <laughs> like strutting with like an 80s new wave song in the background and i just want to do like <laughs> like a parody of me, like, just walking various places in a long coat and sunglasses with, like, a generic, like, 80s song, like, yeah. playing in the background. Let's do it. I thought it would be so funny. Because I was like, how many times did she get just...
1: <laughs> just The whole in. movie,
0: just walking. The whole time. And then she'd, like... There was one really good fight scene in it, actually, that was, like, the only actual interesting part but it was it was weird it was so strange like every two seconds was like a like a different 80s song like they're just shoving it in our faces Hmm. like oh listen to this Depeche Mode song like doesn't (laughs) this take you back whoa does it take place in the 80s yes all right I guess that
2: makes more sense yeah but it's like
0: like they didn't get the rights to the songs or something so they can only play like 15 the first 15 seconds (laughs) nice so it's just like different samples of like like 80s on a Sirius XM like (laughs) like it's just it's strange it was very weird but then I saw and it's relevant because it is a crime movie okay Logan Lucky favorite movie of 2017 it knocked off Baby Driver off (laughs) my number one knocked it off real quick i was like this is the best freaking movie i've seen all year you
2: guys
1: gotta see it heard nothing about it yeah me neither is it i i guess is it like on tv and stuff yeah the ads yeah that's probably why
2: it's a crackle original movie no i'm just kidding that would be weird
0: no you mean like the advertisements on tv yeah it's on yeah yeah i i yeah i haven't seen any um I don't think I've seen like any YouTube ads for it, or or like online ads or anything, but
1: that's probably why I haven't heard about but it. But it's
0: got Channing Tatum,
1: mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. boy,
0: and then it's also got uh, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. which is also mm-hmm. my other boy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: which one do you like better? Adam Driver, easy. Yeah, easy. I always go with the weird one. You gotta go with the weird one. And also, you see how, like, actually huge he is in this movie? Like, you can really tell, like, how tall and, like, burly and, like, weirdly huge he is in the movie. And Mm -hmm. it just makes me like him even more. And he's got, like, longish
1: hair. I'm interested. And his Mm -hmm. accent,
0: you guys know me. I love me a cowboy. Okay, (laughs) this is all set in the South and all everybody is just like heavy, heavy accent. It's 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 a comedy. It's like very it's fun. It's a fun like crime movie. It's funny. It's very good. Go see it. Sorry. I'm rambling on about it now, (laughs) but it, it it's just it was it was just so fun and funny. I was laughing throughout the whole thing. It was so funny. I loved it. Good soundtrack, too. I watched Oh, Hello, finally. Oh, did you like it? I loved it. Yes, I knew you would. And I I also watched
2: Sing with all the animals. It's a cartoon movie with all the animals. Yes, I I wanted to see that. Did you like it?
0: It was super cute. I wanted to see that too. It's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll watch it then.
2: And I watched every incarnation of Wet Hot American Summer this week.
0: Yeah. Like I started
2: over, I watched the movie and I watched... I
0: still haven't... um, finished season two actually now that i think about it 10 but years later yeah we watched i think we watched like half of the season but we didn't finish i
2: it. always get the song from what hot american summer stuck in my head mm-hmm. it's so good
0: i know me too <sighs> it was very good
2: it's in my head right now
0: actually it's pumping sing it me up sing it to send the fever <laughs> into the fire we're taking it higher and higher
2: Beautiful. There's nothing to fear. It's only desire.
0: Taking it higher and higher. It's pumping yeah. you up. Yeah, I am Are you going to start up. running on that treadmill?
2: <sighs> I got my inhalers right here. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I could.
0: <laughs> 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 Let's go. Ooh. Anyway, um, we've been talking for a while. Anything yeah. else <laughs> before uh. we start our show?
1: <laughs>
2: every <laughs> time every time that we're about, about to record a blout, I, like, think of a million things I want to say when we record, and then I sit down and I'm, like, Mah.
0: Yeah,
2: same. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But I feel like we do
0: have a lot to talk about because I've been yeah, true. so away. But we do talk in the chat ev- literally every single day. True. Yeah. So. Good
2: thing I printed my stuff out, otherwise I wouldn't have thought of it. Who wants to go first? I don't know. I'll go first. You want to go first? I'll go Wait, first.
0: Wait, what is yours what is like is it a
2: topper? Is it a middle? I think mine's a good middle for the week.
1: I'm a bottom. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh mine is like a classic Ooh. murder. So, tempting. You go first. I feel like that's a good opener. Okay. All right, I'll go first then. Um I chose this one uh because uh, my friend at work, Duke has never heard of this person before. I know a dog named so. Duke. Is it the one from the Bean
0: commercials? No, Aww. I don't actually know him. Kyle and I were taking a walk, and there was this lady that was walking past us with a big dog, and she was like, Mind your business, Duke. So I don't really know him, but I passed him one day, and I like to think that we're friends. Maybe she was calling you Duke, and it's short
2: oh, for yeah, Duke talking to Kyle, I <laughs> don't think. Look at my dog, you freaking Duke. <laughs>
0: But I thought it was funny that she said "mind your business" because you always say that to, to Chester. Oh yeah, mind your business when he's like sniffing around or something nosy. That's none of your business. It's cute. I like that. I'm gonna start saying that to my dogs. <laughs> Have you guys? Okay, real quick. <laughs> real quick. This is gross. Like this is so oh, no. gross. What? Do either of your dogs? like straight up eat poop. Yes.
2: <laughs> really? Spindle, I have to keep him out of Slimy's litter box. She'll eat the, or he'll eat her poops. What And Chester? Bubby does. Bubby eats the poop? Mm-hmm. And I, I dog sat for Natalie and Steve and on their little list was like, make sure Bernie doesn't eat the cat poops. So this <laughs> is like a thing. Dogs okay. eat poop.
0: Okay.
1: Chester doesn't, but Bubby does.
0: So, at my ha- at my house in Apple Valley, I have three dogs, mm-hmm. and I've only seen Poo Poo, my dog, his name is Poo Poo, pick up Tinky's poo with his mouth and go hide it somewhere, but he's never, like, ever eaten it. I don't think he ever <laughs> eats it. Like, he just picks it up and, like, puts it in the couch and walks away. Ew. Ew. I know. I know. I know. I don't know which is worse. Uh, that one's less uh, convenient. Uh, but... So now I'm living at Kyle's house, and I'm living with two big dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean they're big to me. They're not actually like huge or anything. They're not Bernie and Paisley size, mm-hmm. but they're big for me because I'm used to like tiny dogs. Mm-hmm. So they have big poops. They got <laughs> big old giant dookies. Uh-huh. So I'm like doing. The, I'm like at the s- kitchen sink in the kitchen. The, the there's a window right by the kitchen sink, and it and it sh- It's like you can see the backyard from there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like doing the dishes. And I look in the backyard and I'm like, oh, look how cute the dogs. are! Oh, I love them. They're so cute. And Sandy picks up a poop. <laughs> and like, and I'm like, oh, no, Sandy's got a piece of poop. And she's just like walking with it. And I think that she's just going to like put it down because that's what poopoo's always done at my house. <laughs> but then she just like chomps on this <laughs> huge piece of poop, just straight, just oh. eats, just eats it just digs right in just huh? digs right into it and i was disgusted my stomach turned so <laughs> like just i was like she like a big old hunk of poo
2: you think you know someone and then <laughs> yeah they just and bite into like, a poo. i let
0: that dog like like i kiss her and she like like oh, i was like traumatized a little bit but like i should have saw it coming because like everybody calls her like a poop eater <laughs>
1: And you just thought it was a cute nickname. But
0: but like, like her, uh, Kyle's mom says that she like literally will wait, like Georgia will be pooping and Sandy will be sitting there waiting until she's done to go and eat it. But I didn't know like she meant like, like eat it, eat it. Like I thought like sniff lick a little, but not like eat it. And I just saw her just eat it. And I was like, wow, I am shook. I've never seen that before. You
2: always remember your first time.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was so gross. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that story.
1: So my story this week is for Duke. I'm sorry, Krista. (laughs) Dedicated to Duke. Dedicated to Duke because he didn't know who this was. And I was like. I'm
0: sorry. I forgot that you had a friend. (laughs) And I was thinking the dog. Yeah, I was thinking about the dog too. (laughs)
1: I'm going to be embarrassed to tell him to listen to this episode. <laughs> no, it's funny. <laughs> okay. So this story is for Duke. Jean Bennett, Patricia Ramsey. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Goodness
2: gracious. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't know this story?
1: No. The reason he didn't know who it was because he was telling me about this new band that he likes. Because we always talk about music. And he called it the John Bennett band or something like that. And I was like do you mean Jean Benet? And he was just like, what? Oh, I don't know. Someone and so he showed me it. After that. Come on. And oh. it was Jean Benet. It was, it was Jean Benet. And oh. he didn't know who it was. So he about to learn today. This is one of my are favorite we stories. This? We're doing this. Yeah. This I'm doing like this. is like our first like. Heavy po- hitter. Heavy, yeah. like
0: popular one. What are mm-hmm. we going to do
1: next? Uh? <laughs> you never know. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So she was born on August 6th of 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia. She was named after her father, John Bennett Ramsey, who was a wealthy executive of a computer software firm, and her mother, Patricia Patsy Ramsey, who was a former beauty queen and stay at home mother. About a year after Jean Benet was born, her family moved to Boulder, Colorado, where Jean Benet began to follow in her mother's footsteps and competed in several beauty pageants. The blonde haired, blue eyed little girl was clearly a star. As she went on to win over two dozen titles by age six, including Little Miss Colorado, Little Miss Charlevoix, Colorado State All-Star Kids Cover Girl, America's Royal Miss, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. That should so, have been the band name. <laughs> yeah, the, all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, on December 25th, 1996, Jean Bonnet's mother put her to bed around 10 p.m. and went to bed. The next morning, the Ramsey parents woke up around 5:30 a.m. since they were going to fly to their vacation home in Michigan that day. Around 5:45, Patsy Ramsey found a ransom note at the bottom of the staircase in their four-story Boulder, Colorado home. She read the first few lines of the note, which stated that Jean-Benoît had been kidnapped for ransom. She dropped the note to check jean Bonnet's room, and she wasn't there. She screamed and John came rushing to her side. John read the two-page ransom note, which demanded $118,000 for the safe return of Bonnet. Patsy called 911 while John ran upstairs to check on their son, Burke, who was found to be asleep in his bed. By 6 a.m., the police had arrived. This is where the story gets really frustrating because um, the Boulder police royally fucked up (laughs) everything about the crime scene. Um, So Officer Rich Our Rick French, was the responding officer. He put his hands all over the ransom note as he read it and then went inside uh, to search the interior of the home. He found nothing and then checked the outside of the home to look for signs of a break-in, but he didn't find anything. Oh, I forgot to mention that while Officer French searched the inside of the home, he was in the basement, and he came to a door that was locked with a wooden latch, and he decided not to look inside. So by now, it's 6 a.m., and while this search is happening, the Ramses call their friends the Whites and the Fernies, who rush over. The police then let the Whites and the Fernies inside, compromising the crime scene, which still has not been secured at this point. Uh, The friends then proceed to wander through the house, searching for Jean Benet alongside the police. After stomping through the fucking crime scene, they take Burke and they leave. By 7.30 a.m., John Ramsey had the ransom money together and the police called a victim's advocacy group to the Ramsey residence to comfort the grieving parents. While they were there, the advocates cleaned the fucking kitchen, possibly removing evidence, uh, after the advocates leave John Ramsey was pacing around and making the scene even more uncomfortable so just to give him something to do the police instructed John to go search the house again he headed to the basement around 1pm where he finally found Jean Benet behind the door with the wooden latch that Officer French and a slurry of other investigators failed to look inside of Jean Benet's hands were bound, she had rope around her neck and uh, she had black duct tape over her mouth she was wrapped in a blanket and also she was dead. John Ramsey upon finding his daughter. <laughs> also, she was dead. <laughs> she was dead in case you didn't get it. Um, John Ramsey upon finding his daughter ripped the duct tape from her mouth as a detective <sighs> called for an ambulance. He then picked up the body and carried it upstairs where it was then moved by an investigator again from the kitchen to the living room. As soon as Patsy saw her daughter, she flung herself onto the body, screaming, My angel, my little angel. After her body was found, uh, the police finally secured the home as a crime scene, but by then it was too late. The body was not removed from the house until almost 11 p.m. So in the following weeks, the investigation focused uh, in on John Bonet's parents as the main suspects, It was later revealed that the ransom note was written on paper found in the Ramsey home, which meant that the killer had taken the time to sit down inside the Ramsey home to write out the two-page letter. A practice note was also found in which the writer had messed up and started again, this time only addressing the letter to John Ramsey instead of both parents. A handwriting analysis turned up an 85% match with uh, Patsy Ramsey. However, DNA taken from Jaminet's body did not match anyone in the Ramsey family. An autopsy revealed her injuries to be far worse than what had initially been thought to be just a strangulation. She had been hit hard with a blunt object over the head and then suffocated with a garret made from one of Patsy Ramsey's paintbrushes. She had possibly also been sexually assaulted. The parents ended up being cleared of the charges due to insufficient evidence. The murder of JonBenet Ramsey has never been solved. The bizarre nature of this crime has led to many theories on who killed her, uh, not even the strangest of which being that she faked her death and is secretly pop star Katy Perry.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but the leading theory is that Patsy lost her temper when jean Benet went wet the bed, killed her, and they staged the ransom to cover it up. Another theory suggests that Burke accidentally killed her by hitting her over the head with a bat or a flashlight, in a, or in a fit of jealous rage that his pageant-winning sister was getting all the attention. There's also a theory that the man who dressed up as Santa for the Ramsey Christmas party, Bill McReynolds, snuck in and murdered her, which has given cre- credibility uh, by the fact that the day after the Christmas party, Jean Bonnet mentioned to a family friend that Santa had whispered to her that she would be getting a secret Christmas surprise. It would also make sense because he was a friend of John Ramsey and would have possibly known that John's Christmas bonus that year was $118, thousand dollars. The last popular theory is also the most baffling. In 2005, an expert on the Jean Bonnet case began receiving emails from John Mark Carr, who confessed to not only knowing and being in love with Jean Bonnet, but confessed to the murder. He shared details from the crime scene with the expert over email and was arrested. He was released after DNA evidence did not match up, and the Ramses don't believe his story either. Jean Bonnet's case is still open and active to this day. The end. Shit. There's like a lot of other details and stuff, but it's such yeah. a crazy, yeah. the um story that it's
0: hard. My favorite murder did Jean Benet. Like I think it was a two-parter. Was it? Maybe it was just one. No, they never one. do
1: two-parters. No,
0: but
2: is it it's really good. Yeah. So does last podcast. Mm-hmm. And I that. listened
1: to their podcast to prepare.
2: That's a really good one. I love. It's so uh, incredibly frustrating. Yeah. that story. Every time there's anything new about it, it just creates more questions. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. What happened? And now Patsy's dead. Uh Yeah. And Bert grew up into a freaking weirdo like
1: Mm -hmm. everybody knew he would be. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I like almost feel bad for him. Like, did you see the Dr. Phil interview that he did I didn't watch it
2: no. I heard it was kind of boring
1: he well I watched clips of it mm-hmm. and everyone was like why the fuck is he smiling like throughout the whole thing but he just honestly looks really uncomfortable like yeah. he didn't want to be there yeah it wasn't like a smile like oh this is funny this is entertaining to me it was like should I be smiling there's a camera on me mm-hmm. right now like I yeah. don't know what to do what, who do you guys think did it Burke just kidding <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I think the parents know something I think the parents did it. Yeah. If well, they, then didn't they definitely do it. know. If they didn't do it, they know oh more yeah. than they're yes. letting on.
0: There's just so much. There's just
2: so much. Like what kind of if it were someone from outside the house, why would they leave the ransom note and the body? Yeah. 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 It's too weird. It's, it's too, too everything weird. that
0: could possibly go wrong, like went wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so frustrating. Anything I, every time I read anything or watch any documentary, I'm like, oh my gosh, this one again. When are they going to solve it?
2: Never. I honestly can't get enough of it. I'm such a, ugh. Like, it's one of the most popular ones for a reason. No, I like,
0: I like, I'm interested in the story, but it just makes me so like frustrated sometimes.
2: It's like like
1: the Madeline McCann case. You guys know mm -hmm. that one? Yeah maybe i think she got kidnapped from uh while she was on vacation
2: yeah it her it was like a little girl she got kidnapped from her bedroom late at night while her parents were drinking with friends like down the street Mm -hmm. and she had i think at least one other sibling in her room
0: is that the one where the sibling like saw it saw her get taken
1: um, I don't think so, I think sh- I think the sibling sure. slept through it,
0: but mm, I that's think just speaking of um I actually forgot about this Shit, I forgot about this um a couple weeks ago since I'm currently unemployed and bored all the time, I um was looking at stuff that I should not have been looking at because I get so like disgusted obviously who wouldn't get disgusted i was looking at like um the longest like kidnappings for like the longest periods of time but when they like obviously like are alive and like escape or Mm -hmm. get out somehow and um there was one where hello dogs there was one where um like a dog a a dog (laughs) no a girl got kidnapped and her sibling like witnessed it because she was in the room but she didn't mm. say anything because she was scared because uh-huh. they were like little and I remember seeing like an America's Most Wanted maybe or something like that. I like specifically remember because it scared the shit out of me where a man was cutting a screen like a screen from a window mm-hmm. with like a knife mm. like cutting Ugh. it open. Like I, it's just like burned into my brain That's like scary. that. Yeah. Uh...
2: Oh man. Kids, just any story about a kid, I like. You know what that reminded me of? Hmm. You were looking up like long kidnapping cases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So last week, our campfire tale was nine one one calls. I listened to the nine one one call from uh, I forget her name, but it's it's the girl who got away from Ariel Castro. Have you heard that nine one one call? Wait. It's. I think it was in Ohio. She was the one that was
1: like locked up for like nine years or something yeah. like that, or something. Oh, some, yeah. was it like in the nineties? And there the was 90s? other women with her. Yeah.
2: Huh.
1: Oh, there was. This other happened women like
0: with her?
2: three or four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm, mm, so like she escaped while he was out and ran across the street and um. Oh. Called the nine. Called the, with her daughter. Right. I think that I think with that, her c- daughter. There's like a.
0: Like a baby or like a toddler. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I did read. This was on the list.
2: Yeah? Yeah. And, okay, the 911 call is such a bummer because the 911 dispatcher sounds like they don't believe her.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Because she's like, oh, I've been missing for 10 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm this person. I'm Mm -hmm. famous. I was on the TV.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Send the police now. Yeah, I think that was the one... Because I was, like, so deep into this. Like, it was pretty – it was, like, a lengthy, like, you know, one of those posts, like, top 10 whatever posts. Mm-hmm, but it was, yeah. like, long. And I was, like, so into it. And I think that was, like, closer to, like, the end. And Kyle had come home from work. And I was, like, so, like – like, I had just been reading these awful things for, like, an hour. And I was, like, <gasps> help me, please. <laughs> and I, I, told, I, like, mentioned – like something to him about that specific one if it's the same one we're thinking of i yeah, i think so
2: i think so loof yeah like, i do that too and i, I might, like
0: i might i should like maybe next time i i should like read like maybe two or three of those guys they are terrifying
2: they're so scary So the Jean Bonnet case is frustrating. Yeah. You
1: guys are gonna like my story this week, okay?
2: (laughs) I did three unsolved disappearances. Oh goodness. I hate
1: disappearances because they
2: are so frustrating. Like no answers. Mm -hmm. But there's a little treat for you at the end.
1: So the first one is sour patch case
2: cookies. No, it's just a spoonful of sour cream. So you're close. I like sour cream, so I'm okay Okay. with it. (laughs) It's in my purse, just a spoon of sour cream. Not even in a baggie or anything. Help yourself. <laughs> okay. The first guy I'm doing is Ray Gricar. For 20 years, Ray Gricar was the district attorney of Center County, Pennsylvania. He had a reputation for being tough and thorough in his work. On April fifteenth, two 2005, Gricar phoned his girlfriend and told her that he was driving through the countryside and would be, be back soon but he never returned. The first thought on everyone's minds was that Greekar was a hard ass DA who was bound to make enemies over the course of his 20 year career. Uh, people assumed he was probably forced to make that call under duress from a criminal who held some sort of grudge. That was what police figured when Greekar's car was found outside of an antique store. Everything he had on him at the time was missing, aside from his cell phone, which was found inside the car. There were no signs of a struggle. A search ensued. Grekar's credit cards and accounts were monitored with no signs of activity. His laptop was retrieved from a nearby river, but was too damaged to recover any files. But here is what makes this disappearance extra creepy. At the time of his disappearance, Ray Gricar was compiling extensive evidence on a case that would later break and become one of the biggest scandals in recent memory. Gricar was DA in Center County, Pennsylvania.
1: Any guesses what the case might have been? Mm, is it the one that was on the Netflix show? Hmm? No, I have no idea. Oh, no. Okay. What I was just guessing. You <laughs> told me to guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I was wondering
2: if you guys wanted to guess. No, I don't know. Okay. Well, at the time of his disappearance in 2005, investigators found that car was working on what would become to known or come to be known as the Penn State sex abuse scandal, <gasps> which oh. revealed assistant football coach oh Jerry Sandusky. Wait, what? He was working on the
1: Penn State scandal. You don't remember that? Where the it was the football coaches, right? Yeah, were like perverts. Okay, what was going I don't
2: on, I guys?
0: I just don't.
2: Well, it remember. might sound familiar. It was assistant coach Jerry Sandusky. He was using a charitable organization to groom and sexually abuse children. It happened. Oh my god! So like he was doing it for years and years and years. Uh, oh my god! Ray Gricar went missing in two thousand five, and the story broke in that- two thousand eleven.
0: Okay, I think that that sound familiar. Yeah. Um I, just, I don't think I remember it being Penn State though.
2: Yeah, it was Penn State. And they're like big football schools, mm-hmm. so like uh-huh. people were like people knew about this and were like covering it up and like Oh yeah. I'm it was like sure. a huge conspiracy. I saw that
0: one documentary about the colleges
2: and oh. what they do. <laughs> yeah, don't go to college kids. It sucks. Yeah. What is that
0: documentary? I'm not sure I what you're talking yet. about. The one that Lady Gaga wrote that song for when everybody, she plays piano and everybody came on stage with like stuff like written on them, uh, and, like, the. The um, House Bunny? No.
1: <laughs> no. That is a good college movie. It's a, do- though. It's a
0: documentary I, about House sexual Bunny abuse isn't a in colleges.
1: I, oh, is it? No. I don't think I've ever heard of it, but I do know what song you're it's talking about.
0: So heartbreakingly good, the documentary. It's on Netflix. Yeah. If you know what that movie's called, let me know know, because I want to watch it. I know what it is. I just have to look it up. I don't have the time, but I I wanna watch that. Yeah, it's very good. Okay.
2: So that was a horrible thing that happened. I think he was later brought up on fifty-two counts of child molestation. Wow. That's a lot. So yeah.
0: I think it's called It Could Happen to You. I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have a million (laughs) things going through my brain, like names.
2: So like I said, uh, he went missing in 2005 and the story broke in 2011. Grekar was working on it six years earlier and then he vanished. Furthermore, investigators found out Grekar had in 1998 mysteriously refused to press charges against the coach despite having more than enough evidence. In 2005, the same thing. Some believe that he was stacking evidence for the mother of all judicial beatdowns, but others speculate that he was being threatened or taking bribes. Many officials have since said that Grekar's disappearance must have something to do with the Penn State scandal. And true enough, even without the whole case building thing, Greekar had a history of animosity with Penn State University. But here's yet another curve. Remember the laptop that was found in the river? Mm.
1: I remember well,
2: in 2009 someone got around to searching Greek car's home computer. Its search history showed that Greek car had made a many suspicious web search for things such as how to wreck a hard drive, how to fry a hard drive and water damage to a notebook computer. It's as if he was planning to destroy the computer himself in a way that would make its contents unrecoverable. What the heck? Rikar has now been missing for 12 years and has been declared dead, but the mystery of what happened to him leaves us with lots of questions and not many answers.
1: That is so annoying. Sorry.
0: <laughs> All these are going to
1: be like. I For for some reason, I was thinking he, he was dead. Like, they found him in the river, too. And then you're like, he's still missing. And I'm like, fuck. He was declared dead, I think, though. You can declare anyone dead if they're gone long I enough. I don't like when they do that. Me either. But I think it's useful sometimes to do that. Yeah. Like, to, so people can, like, release records about him because they're dead yeah. now or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's helpful mm-hmm. sometimes.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: just real quick, I Googled, I had to know. Um the documentary is called The Hunting Ground. The Hunting Ground. And the song that Lady Gaga wrote yeah. for it is called Till It Happens to You. Ooh. Spooky.
1: I'm gonna watch that. It's alarmingly like shocking and sad. Last semester my school gave out rape whistles to everyone. Really? Yeah. I have two rape whistles for, with my school's name it's... on it. <laughs> sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dog whistle. I want to watch it again. This year they gave out water bottles, though, so that was cool.
2: I got a water bottle from UCR once, and it melted like within a day because I left it in the car in Riverside in like 115 degree heat. Oh, yeah. That'll happen. It'll, it was a bummer. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) My second disappearance is Jean Spangler. Jean Spangler was one of the many denizens of the shadowy underbelly of Los Angeles, a gorgeous model, dancer, and occasional actress who enjoyed the nightlife. She had just finished filming a bit part in the movie Young Young Man with a Horn, which is a hilarious title, and nobody has ever heard of that movie, among numerous other small bit parts. It, what was her name? Jean Spangler.
0: What year is this?
2: This is in 1949. I feel like I know this. You, you might. Uh, it might have just been a matter of time before she'd make it big, but we'll never know. Because one October day in 1949, she set off to meet her ex-husband about child support payments and was never seen again. Her purse appeared two days later, empty aside from a cryptic note. It read, Kirk, can't wait any longer, going to see Dr. Scott. It will work best this way while mother is away. Nobody knew who Kirk was, but there was one Kirk she knew that made the case all the more curious. And here's why I like this one. Publicly, uh, or pub- publicity brought plenty of new tips and leads, none of which panned out. All clues pointed in different directions, and each path was a dead end. Even the ex-husband she was on her way to see. And then we have that Kirk she said she had worked with, specifically actor Kirk Douglas of Spartacus fame. Mm -hmm. Douglas managed to become entangled in the case by going out of his way to tell everyone that the Kirk in the note wasn't him and that he barely knew her. Curiously, up until then, the police hadn't even thought of him as a suspect. (laughs) Despite... despite at the time checking out pretty much every Kirk and Scott within their jurisdiction. Douglas could, of course just have been covering his back as he'd recently starred in a film Spangler also had a role in. And his involvement was just one of many odd little facts that kept popping up. For instance, three weeks before Spangler's disappearance, a shady abortion doctor named Dr. Kirk had been threatening all of his former patients over the phone, and a close associate of his actually disappeared without a trace. But no evidence ever turned up connecting him with Spangler's disappearance. In yet another lead, two mobsters who had been partying with Spangler had also vanished at around the same time. Any evidence they were involved with her disappearance? None at all. (laughs) In fact, no definitive theory or suspect was ever named, as every day it seemed more like Spangler had just flat out walked off the earth. Lacking gruesome details and... Or sorry, Lacking gruesome details, the case slipped through the cracks of public consciousness within months. Soon, it was little more than a shrug and a bucket load of half-assed assumptions of botched abortions and various fatal encounters. Thus faded the memory of Jean Spangler. Except for an instance where a mysterious woman who looked exactly like her was spotted in Texas the following year. However, police never pursued the lead. The fuck, police? Aliens. I
1: love disappearance stories. I love abortion doctor stories. Ooh. <laughs> Shady abortion doctor yeah. stories. Yeah. Don't they sing that song? Just go ahead now. Isn't that
2: an abortion doctor Yeah, that's song? the abortion doctors. No, the spin
0: doctors. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm acting like I don't know the, all the lyrics. I
2: know. Yeah, I, w- I might have fallen for it if I didn't know you a little better. Okay, the last one is the one that has a little treat at the end for you. I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> This is the story of Zeb Quinn. In Quinn. January 2000, 18-year-old Zeb Quinn was meeting his friend Robert Jason Owens when he suddenly received Owen. an urgent page and rushed to the nearest payphone. He returned a few minutes later, looking seriously distressed. According to Owens, Quinn left in a hurry and rear-ended Owens's truck before driving away. This was the last anyone ever saw of him. A few days later, Quinn supposedly called in sick to work, but his supervisor didn't think it was his voice on the line. He then traced the call to Owens, who explained that Quinn had asked him to call in sick for him that day. Naturally, the authorities were suspicious of the story, especially since they learned that Owens had received treatment for a broken rib and a head injury the morning after Quinn's disappearance. Owens claimed that the injuries were caused by an unrelated fender bender and since then has refused to cooperate with the police in any way. It was soon discovered that Quinn had been showing romantic interest in a woman named Misty Taylor, who had a jealous and physically abusive boyfriend. Now, this is important because phone records confirmed that the page Quinn received immediately before vanishing came from his aunt, who claims she wasn't home at the time because she was hanging out with Misty Taylor and her family. But here is why this is one of my favorites. Okay. Two weeks after Quinn's disappearance, his car was abandoned and discovered in a parking lot with a pair of lips and two exclamation points drawn on the back window in lipstick. A number of items definitely not belonging to Quinn were also found in the truck, including a jacket, a still unidentified hotel room key, and a three-month-old Labrador puppy.
1: What uh, the? Was it alive? It was alive. Oh, good.
2: <sighs> Since the car happened to be parked across the street from a hospital where Quinn's family worked, it was almost as if someone was trying to send them a message, the meaning of which remains a mystery. But. Uh-huh. Okay. So this is like a really like famously perplexing disappearance but there have been recent developments. So this one has a little bit of resolution. Oh, good. Uh, On March 17th, 2015, 15 years after Quinn's disappearance, Owens, the friend who was last to have seen Quinn before the disappearance, was arrested in an unrelated incident for the disappearance and murder of Food Network star television contestant, Christy Schoen, her husband, J.T. Codd, and their unborn child. What? While investigating these crimes, police found evidence on Owens' property that implicates him in the death of Zeb Quinn. Mm. Owens has since confessed to killing Shoen and her family, but denies any involvement in Quinn's disappearance. But he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously.
1: Like, he did wow. it. Why wouldn't... He's already going to jail for, like, the mur, other murders. Why doesn't he just confess so we I can have know. some fucking closure? Because he's an asshole. Yeah.
2: I mean, he murdered a pregnant lady. He's probably not the best dude.
0: Wow. Piece that of a shit. spooky good one. Yeah. Those are good.
2: I love disappearances.
1: Man, those are going to give me stress acne. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, man. My skin has been really good lately, too.
0: But I always have bad pimples. Me, too. Same. I have them bad right now because I was... On my lady time recently, and I always get them when I get that thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was my period song, my period act, my period acne song.
1: Um, is it Lindsay's turn?
2: I think it is. Andy,
0: okay, so this was a questionable choice <laughs> of a story. I love it. I don't know if it necessarily fits in with our podcast all the way, but sometimes we do like oddballs where it's like not really true crime, not really at all ghost story in my case. Not super like a medical thing, but kind of Does it give you the heebie-jeebs? Yes. Well, then kind it fits. Of. Parts of it That's do, okay. yeah. Yeah, sure. Parts of it do, yeah.
1: Cool. Um, I'm excited well, to know. I'm not
0: going to say there's no crime because there's probably, there's, okay, let me just. Yeah. This, this is it. mysterious. What's this going to be? I am doing the story of the Hilton sisters, not Paris and Nikki. Oh, like, what do they do? A different Hilton <laughs> sisters before there were Paris and Nikki. Okay. So here we go. All right. So this is the story of Daisy and Violet Hilton. On February 5th, 1908, in Brighton, England, a grocery clerk named Kate Skinner gave birth to two beautiful twin girls, except these were not your average twin girls. Mm. They were connected. Connected how? Connected at their lower backs by a large piece of flesh.
1: (laughs) I was going to say they're connected by their butts, aren't they? And I was close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Better known as Siamese twins. Their mother, Kate, disgusted by them, thought the girls were her punishment for having the children out of wedlock. She's right. Yeah, they were. For sure. That's how (laughs) how that works. (laughs) Doctors predicted the girls wouldn't live past a month at the most, and Kate hoped they would pass in their sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. But here's
0: the thing. They lived to be 60 years old.
1: Hell yeah. Dang. And this is the story of a goddamn life, and do it was you, a crazy one. Sorry, do you know, like, uh, were they, like, joined at the spine? Or, like, did yeah, they have bones was, together? Yeah,
0: it was. They didn't have any major organs, but it was, like, pretty much, like, a big piece of flesh, and they shared,
1: like, blood, like, going through Oh, there. so they couldn't be, like, separated. Well, well and it's also 1908. It so. was
0: 1908. Um, I don't know if I go into that. I don't think I do, actually. But um, I watched a documentary, so, like, I have a bunch of information in my head. Um, uh I bet doctors. it's hard to find pants. I mean it's hard for me to when find i was pants watching now. documentaries like the entire time i was like tell us how they had clothes but like they <laughs> <laughs> like it never said anything. I guess you could I'm sure just they just, wear, just like, like a
2: big skirt over the whole bottom.
0: <laughs> no like they had like cute okay let me let me just okay okay, but, okay. <laughs> so doctors Wanted to like exp- experiment on them because mm-hmm. it was like this big thing, you know, like wanted to poke and prod at them. But okay, let me let me go into this yeah. part first and then okay. okay. Um, so the mother hated them and hoped that they would pass in their sleep while they were babies, anyway, like um, all the mothers, you know. <laughs> 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 um, an owner of a pub below where Kate, the mom lived was also a midwife and helped Kate, uh, deliver her babies after she knew Kate didn't want them. Miss Mary Hilton, which is the name of the pub owner, uh, brought the girls. I mean, bought the girls. sorry, <coughs> bought them. Yes. Bought them. Uh, the girls from, uh, Kate, the mom knowing they would bring in cash. It was all about that money, money. Try and get that money. Mm -hmm. She had them displayed in a room in the back of the pub where where people would line up to see the two baby, quote, freaks, Violet and Daisy. As they grew up, Miss Mary Hilton saw more opportunities. She trained the girls to play instruments and sing songs, and they actually had a lot of talent. And here's the thing, is that, this was a time and this is a time that I am very interested in and it's another reason why I was so disappointed by the um, American horror story Freak show. Um, I know you like that season. I know Kelly, you're you. gonna say that too I know you like that season. I hate that season <laughs> I love that season <laughs> and um, but I really love like photos of like old circus stuff like you know mm-hmm. like the train like all like they come in by train and i just like the the um thing and they had other siamese twins as like side shows and different things like that but the twist about violet and daisy is that they were beautiful they didn't look like freaks they just looked like two like if you saw them from far away they just kind of looked like two ladies standing beside each other Mm -hmm. they didn't really it wasn't like quote-unquote gross or anything like that and also with a lot of like freaks as they were to call them they didn't really have like it wasn't just like a Oh, I'm going on stage. Look at me. This is how I was born pretty much. Like they had talent. Like they they played instruments and like they had a and they were like charming and sweet and cute. So they were, they were like different. Um So here's more of their um Oh wait, before I go. Sorry. I'm like kind of all over the place. Um they uh, what? I looked up oh. a picture
1: of them. Um... They just look like two ladies sitting next to each yeah. other. Yeah. See, aren't
2: they like they're yeah. like cute? I was curious.
0: Um, so the whole doctor thing, a lot of people a lot of doctors wanted to try and separate them and experiment on them, but um the lady that bought them didn't want that because she was making money off of them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um so here's a little bit more about their um uh i guess they're like going in to more of like the entertainment thing um okay daisy and uh, daisy and violet hilton uh was with uh this guy named myers myers the myers company
2: okay yeah he was like their
0: <laughs> keeper kind of keeper like they're they're like manager and he like took care of all the money Huh, Myers Myers from the Myers company. (laughs) Yeah. His name is Myers Myers. He's does not look like a real person. When you look up pictures of him, he's like short and round and his name is Myers Myers and he wears (laughs) these little tiny glasses. And that's (laughs) funny. He made it work. Yeah. Um, Okay, 1927, the Hilton Sisters toured first in Brighton in 1911, aged three, as the United Twins. Mary Hilton um, took them on to sorry, took them onto a tour through Germany, then to Australia, then in 1916 to the US. In true sideshow manner, their performance was... Um, sorry. Their performance um, was known in a ma- by ima- imaginative history. In, oh my God, I cannot. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> Can we cut all of this out? Oh my God. It's okay. Just start over. Blew, 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 blew. It's because this part is like from Wikipedia, and it's like just like where they performed and when and da 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 da. Um. The their controllers kept all the money, and si- the sisters earned. In 1926, Bob Hope formed an act called the Dance Mid- the Dance Midians with the sisters, who had a tap dancing routine. When Mary died in Birmingham, Alabama, the girls were um, given to Mary's daughter, Edith Myers. And Edith's husband, Meyer Myers, a former (laughs) balloon salesman. (laughs) What in the... I hate this guy. I know. The couple took over management of the twins, um, held mostly captive. The girls were beaten if they did not do as the Myers wished. They kept the twins from public view for a while and trained them in jazz music. Violet was a skilled saxophonist and Daisy, a violinist. They lived in a mansion in San Antonio, Texas. The 1930s U.S. Census records the twins as Myers Myers's nieces. So I guess they got like, oh, he, in the documentary, he like, I I watched, there's a documentary on Netflix called Bound by Flesh. It's about this. Okay, watch it. (laughs) They tell it a lot better than I'm fucking telling it right now. God damn it. <laughs> you're you're um, doing fine. I'm into it. Thank you. Okay. So, I like calling Kyle a balloon salesman now. <laughs> Kyle Kyle of the Kyle company. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, they're... Is a part in the documentary where they say that he tricked them into signing all these contracts. And one of them being that like he was now like their legal guardian. So that's why it said that they were his nieces, but they weren't blood related at all. They had mm-hmm. no family, pretty much. Um anyway. <laughs> oh, here we go. In 1931, the sisters sued their managers, gaining freedom from their contract. And got uh, $100,000 in damages. They went into vaudeville. I love vaudeville stuff. <laughs> Me too. As the Hilton sisters, uh, Daisy dyed her hair blonde, and they began to wear different outfits. So has uh, to be distinguishable because before they wore everything matching, but now they're wearing different things because they have their freedom now and they're getting a little crazy with it. <laughs> um, after vaudeville lost uh, popularity, the, sister, the sisters performed at burlesque venue. Hell yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to put this down for a second because I feel like this is messing me up. The, when they were, um, so like all of their lives pretty much, cause they didn't get out of that contract until they were like well into their twenties. Mm-hmm. So all of their lives, they were told what to do, what to wear, their costumes, their this, their that. They weren't educated. They didn't go to school. All they knew was like performing, how to make money, by, like, this is me, like, performing. Like, that's all they knew. And so when they did finally gain their freedom, it was kind of like the beginning of the end, in a sense, because they didn't even know what money was because all of their money was taken from them. Mm -hmm. And so it was, like... They kind of started to smoke and drink and, like, be a little, you know, it's the 20s, baby.
1: Let's (laughs) do it up. They were being the Hilton sisters.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) With their tiny chihuahuas. No. Um. But, so they started doing these, like, kind of crazy things to get money, and... One of the crazy things is Violet, one of the sisters, finds a way to get married. So they go to all these different states because obviously nobody's going to marry them because of, you know, it's the 30s and... They're they're, connected. They're connected. They're Siamese twins, you know? And um, so... They put on this big wedding production in like a stadium and sell tickets to the wedding. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, so like all these people come, like a flood of people, it was like 5,000 people or whatever they say, came to see these people get married. And it turns out the man that they married was gay, (laughs) he was like another performer. Hell yeah. he was super gay and they like got an annulment within like a couple weeks but like their fans at this point the girls were like super well known they had like music books with their like picture on the front of it they had like they were they traveled a lot they like people knew who they were and so their fa- like they had like fans that felt like kind of betrayed after they put on like such a huge publicity stunt and they just like tricked everybody for that money and they like went on t like maybe it wasn't TV, not, it was not Radio. TV. <laughs> it was like, there, there's a video of them saying oh. that it, it was a publicity stunt and they did it for the money and da 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 Damn. But it's very interesting. Another very interesting thing is that a few years after that they did the same exact thing with another gay guy but it was with daisy instead of violet getting married it was daisy
2: it's all right a rite of passage
0: marry a gay guy get divorced yeah. <laughs> yeah especially back then uh-huh and um so they were in a couple of movies one kyle i guess has seen it's called freaks And apparently, he really—it's like an old movie. Have you seen that movie? Mm -hmm. Okay, they're in that. They're also later on. We're in like an autobiographical movie called like "Chained for Life." Chained for Life, and um, it was like loosely based on their lives. It's supposed to be like total B film, awful horror, like horrible, like awful, awful movie. And it was sad because vaudeville's over vaudeville's not popular anymore nobody wanted to see them do the burlesque thing they weren't popular with that i'd watch that oh me too (laughs) yeah but then like obviously it the theaters are just filled with lonely men they want to see the babes they want to see they want to see the babes Ah. that's how i (laughs) talk when i'm a man in this time yeah You know, (laughs) that's 100% accurate. But so, like, they weren't really popular there. And so it was just, like, the the saddest, like, I wouldn't say, like, their time at vaudeville because they were, like, extremely popular in vaudeville and everything like that. I wouldn't say that that was a high time because they were, like, held captive by an awful man, like, beating them and shit. Yeah. And then finally they get their freedom and it's like, they can't fucking catch a break. And it's real, it's so sad. It's, it's like such a heartbreaking story of them just like trying to keep it relevant. And they just keep getting like older and older and nobody cares. And then like, you know, motion pictures come and like, that's what everybody wants to see. Like, that's like, And then they couldn't get jobs in movies. They thought that they were going to be movie stars, but it didn't really happen. And um, for that Chained for Life movie, it was, like, filmed... I mean, it was shown in, like, drive-ins or, like, kind of, like not, like, big, like, theaters, and they would travel with it. Like, they would travel with the movie and do, like, a little, like, song and dance before the movie in, like, a drive-in. Just, like, just... They didn't know what they were doing. They just didn't know. And um, one of my... Like, probably the biggest question in when you talk about them is like, how did they have sex? Because they had many a gentleman caller. So it is known that in one of their little apartments that they had, they had a, like an old fashioned, like phone booth inside of the apartment. Mm-hmm. And as the twins got older, that flesh part that connected them was a little bit elasticy from all the movement over the years. So they could, they could get apart a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so one girl would go into the phone booth and close it off as much as she could while the other one read a magazine and would like talk on the phone to her man mm-hmm. and like talk him up. Mm-hmm. And the boy would come and the other girl would, like, read a magazine or, like, eat an fucking apple while the other girl was, like, doing it. <laughs> like, that's so weird. That's tight. I know, right? Like, that's so crazy. And Daisy, at one at, I don't know what year. I'm not even going off this anymore. Um, Daisy had a baby. Oh. But she gave it, it was a boy. She gave it up for adoption because... They didn't they they were like poor at this point yeah. and couldn't take care of anybody. But there is a happy part of the story. I think it's I mean it's it's happy to me. So they're old now. They've tried everything they can possibly try. And you know what? They finally said, we're fucking poor. we don't have anything. We don't have any family nothing we need to do something with our lives something else so a manager of a club asked them have you have you ever had like a job like you know have you ever do you have any office skills have you ever you know obviously no 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 they don't so he set them up with someone that he knew in a small town um by working in a grocery store. So what they did was they, like, the guy would, like, they would sit on a stool, and there was a cash register over here and a cash register over here. And they would, that's how they worked, and they worked for a long time, and the guy gave them, a, um, like, a little... I think it was, like, on church property. He was, like, also part of the church, and the church gave them, like, a room to live in, like, a little apartment type of a thing. And they actually had, like, real friends for, like, the last few years of their lives in that little town, in that little grocery store that they worked at. And there's, like, videos of them older as well, like, being, just being too, like, normal... Old ladies working <laughs> in a grocery that store. That is so sweet. I'm yeah, so that's, glad. That's cute. So they're laying in bed one one night. And Violet had been very, very sick. And if this was at a time where the Hong Kong flu was passing in. And she caught it. Mm -hmm. And so she died. Oh. And while Daisy was like still there and alive. Oh, God. So what had happened was a doctor came and said, listen, I can separate you. You have no major organs there. I can separate you and you can live you can you know you could still live your life and she just she couldn't bear to think about living without the person she's been literally connected to all of her life that um that she said no and she she refused it she rejected it and they were found just a couple days after uh, I think it was 2 days after violet passed they found this is kind of heartbreaking they found them huddled over like a heating like like a heater Mm -hmm. because i guess the hong kong flu made you feel like super cold and they were like just both dead like huddling over like a heater and apparently like those last two days pretty much daisy just like drunk herself and smoked herself to death Mm cuz obviously they have the same blood flowing through them so, so like yeah. she she sick. got sick too yeah but it just took long a little longer for her to actually die so but they're buried in a pretty cemetery in that town which i think is cool that they didn't like bury them like somewhere else like it's in that town where they had their friends and they lived the last days of their lives pretty happy I wonder, did they have, like, a cool double coffin? They had, like, a specially made coffin, cool. Yeah, Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's they were buried together in nice. the same lot. Yeah. So, that's my story of the Hilton sisters. I had never heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. How interesting. Mm-hmm. The You should... There's the documentary, Bound by Flesh, is um really, really... I mean, the... Documentary is okay, but like the story is so cool, and it's just like filled with like pictures and video of them, and it's like so like interesting to watch, and it's like oh, you learn a lot about like old like circusy stuff and like freak show sideshow like stuff, and that's pretty cool. You know, yeah, it's nice. it's, a, it's a it's so sad. It's like such a sad story that like just all of their lives was just like kind of grueling, but you know. I think the moral of the story is that it's never too late to change or, you know, just change your life if you're unhappy. Like, it's never too late to just turn around and do something else. And I think that they were very strong for, like, keeping it up for that long, just kept trying and trying and trying. And knowing when... To be like, you know what? It's time for something new.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: that that is important. And I, that's why I like the story.
2: Yeah. We can all learn a little something from
1: Daisy and Violet. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. That was a good story. Thank you. I like that that it wasn't like, like you said, it wasn't like a murder or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But if we, like, let's do more stuff like that. Yeah, Just, like, anomalies and weird stuff like that Mm -hmm. would be cool. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just, like. Excuse me.
1: (laughs) I had a burp. Um,
0: (laughs) I'm just really trying to do things that I'm, like, really, really, like, like, because this whole time I've just been talking instead of, like, just like reading, I feel like like reading and talking. Yeah. And it's just like for me, it, it's better. Yes. just for me, flows because. better. Yeah, and so that story is really sad, but it has a happy ending, kind of. You know, <laughs> yeah, dying
1: hunched over a radiator. Hong Kong flu, but mm-hmm. they were happy. Mm-hmm. They got to to, to experience normal real life. Yeah, normal.
0: Life, so that's and not good. normal life. Yeah, and they had yeah, very not normal. They had a couple of crazy lives. Yeah, but just um, every person that came into their life just wanted to use them and abuse them until they found Jesus at the church. That's what this story is about. Just kidding. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> when you find Jesus, everything works out. Just kidding. But anyway, or maybe, I don't know. Um, I'll never know. <laughs> yeah. If it works for you, it works for you. But I just, I like that story, man. It's just a good, it's a good heartwarming little thing. And if you have the time, we should, we should definitely post pictures on the Instagram of yeah. them. They're so cute and pretty and just like, all the videos of them are like, we're the Hilton sisters. Here we are, yeah. And it's just like,
2: <laughs> they're so cute. I love them. Yeah, this is going to be a good week for the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, the only picture I found was of the lady that cooked her husband, or her boyfriend, but I forgot to even post it.
0: I was going to say, you didn't
1: post that. Yeah. There's still time. I don't remember that. It's never too late. Yes, yeah.
2: it's never too late. Yeah, maybe
0: I'll post it tonight,
2: which is a Tuesday. If you took a
0: selfie, you know, a few weeks ago, and... You're thinking it's too old. It's never too late. Post it. Post it. Post it. Post it. Just post it. It's never too late. Never too late to change your life. Yeah, Turn this, it all
1: around. Yeah.
2: We got Bonnet. We got the Hilton sisters. And then we got three
0: semi-famous disappearances. So mm. we got lots of pictures for you coming up. I probably missed a lot of little details because I wasn't reading for yeah. a fucking any of that. Most of it. But you guys okay. got the yeah. gist of it, man. You don't need to know what fucking year everything was <laughs> or
1: whatever. You know, that's okay. If they're interested, they can always go and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. They can go look it up uh, themselves and read more mm-hmm. about it if they're interested. So, if you're so yeah. inclined, but you
0: should though because it tells a story in a much deeper, obviously, in all the pictures and videos. Very, very interesting. Very, very cool. Should we plug our stuff? Let's plug our stuff. Let's end this. (laughs) Jesus. We're like (laughs) rambling.
2: Uh, Find us on Instagram at Brave Girls Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Brave Girls Pod. We're on Facebook, uh, the Brave Girls Club Podcast. Send in your stories to bravegirlspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to listen to us on iTunes, Mixcloud, or SoundCloud and leave us those iTunes reviews. Mm -hmm. If you want to find another way to contribute and you got a bunch of money burning a hole in your goddamn pocket, (laughs) we have a Patreon. We are making about $17 a month on it so far, which is tight. It covers our SoundCloud costs, Mm -hmm. so... Thanks to everyone who contributed and give us more money. And
0: yeah, <laughs> we would like to make t-shirts possibly. Yeah. But we need your money. If you would <laughs> like a Brave Girls t-shirt and you want to help us out by making them a little bit, maybe donate a dollar. You know what? Maybe donate a dollar. Yeah. If you yeah. want. If yeah. you can. If you can make it. If it's breaking the bank, please don't do it.
2: Yeah. Don't break your bank
0: for us. No, please don't.
2: I have a bank at home. I, I don't break it. Yeah. Just For don't. anybody, no
0: no, 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 I spend that on del taco, that's del Taco money,
2: yeah, that's my burrito fund, not
1: sponsor del taco <laughs> hashtag not an ad, not an ad, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, ready, I think that's everything yeah, that's it, Kay. all right um, it's just, never too late, <laughs> stay brave, and uh bye, bye and.